Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. Great to have you here. You're on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. Presented by the Wildcat Pizza Pub. Let's keep that hoops talk going, ladies and gentlemen. Every Tuesday here on the block, ESPN Radio and QSportsTalk.com. Uh, presented by Wegmans and Bill Rapp Superstore. A pleasure to welcome in. Come on and dance with me, Felicia. The head coach of your Syracuse women's basketball team, Felicia Leggett-Jack. Coach, how are you? I'm fantastic. How you doing? I'm fantastic. It's Thanksgiving week. We're fired up. We're ready to go. Uh, unfortunately, we're starting the conversation with a loss. It's going to happen, right? That's life. That's basketball. But take us through last night and, and the lessons you take from uh, the Penn State game. All lessons learned, yeah, because... You know, we can compete against anybody in the country for three quarters. That's what it shows, right? <laughs> and in that last 10 minutes, we got some things we got to work on. And uh, I think that we lost our focus, and um, we started taking quick shots, and we tried to get it back faster and faster. And, you know, uh, they made some mistakes. I certainly made some mistakes. I probably should call some early timeouts. And, uh, you know, lesson learned, and we'll watch them tomorrow. Today we have, today we have off, but tomorrow we'll get back at it and, and keep learning lessons. And, uh, get better. You know, we want to continue to get better in November, that's for sure. There's different lessons. Coach Beheim was actually talking about this recently, Coach, and I wonder your thoughts on it, on the lessons you take from a loss. It feels like sometimes there's only things you can learn about your team from a loss, right? Well, you know, it's not a loss. I think it's that, you know, every situation is a learned situation. And, you know, lessons I've taken from, like, you're up by um, 21 points and you're looking at that lead. That, that's something you got to learn from. you got to learn pace and you got to learn poise and you got to learn, like, you know, who should have the ball in their hands during those times because people that aren't comfortable with those situations, we usually take quick shots and panic a little bit. And so we got to figure out who to put in the game during that time, who to take out, when to call timeouts and things of that nature. So that was wonderful that Penn State put us in a position where we're learning lessons on how to hold on to a 21-point lead. Other lessons, coaches, you kind of hit these first. You're doing a lot of firsts as head coach, and it's the first road trip. You get away from home a little bit. You go to a great place in Penn State. As you said, you ran with them for three quarters here. What was that first road trip like for the team? A lot, a lot of lessons that we had to continue to learn. Um, certainly we had to learn how to get on the bus, you know, five, four hours in the hotel room, uh, figure out how to, um, how to get out of this room real quick. Um, figure out how to get get room with a person again and, uh, you know, go to a shoot around on a road trip and see an an arena from a a BCS program. And and, uh, all these little things, there's so much, Mm -hmm. it takes more than 10 minutes to kind of let you in on it. But man, it's a book on first for sure. And um, we learned a lot of lessons. God knows we did. Were there uh, any advancements in the Spades Trophy competition uh, on the ride down to Penn State? Oh, no. We, we, we try to stay focused on the way down. And, and when we learn lessons through wins, that's when we have fun with other things like gotcha. playing cards. And, well, there was no card playing. <laughs> <laughs> no fun after a loss. No, 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 don't misunderstand me. I mean, I'm a ferocious <laughs> winner for sure. And uh, we're certainly not going to have fun about that. We're going to have that sit in our stomach a little bit and learn uh, less and lessons in, in, in a tough way as well. Now, here's a good thing, though. You did get a season-high nine three-pointers, which is good, and I know you want to hit some threes. 
Do you have a number in mind? And I know every game's different, but is there an ideal number that you say, if we walk away from this game with this many threes, you're doing pretty well? Is it that number you hit last night, or what is it ideally for? Uh, you know what? When you hit numbers like nine early, you get this false sense of you've done something. And that, that's a curse of death, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm not a fan of a three-point shot, to be honest. And it's just like a lot of people like to take them. You know, I think he won a lot more games. He went one for seven and had our biggest win. Uh, so I, I just think that we take we took too many of them. I thought that we, we hit a, a number that we probably now should learn to get to the nail and, and try to get some layups in and try to find our bigs a little bit. But we kept falling in love with that three-point shot. And then, to me, sometimes it's a curse of death. Felicia Leggett, Jack, head coach, Syracuse basketball, joining us, presented by Wegmans and Bill Rapp Superstore. And just that engine in the backcourt keeps humming, Coach. Hyman and Fair come out firing on all cylinders, 23 of your first 41 points. Uh, they finish with 20 and 19 points. And I know at some point someone else has to step up and be ready for it, but they have some consistency there in that backcourt. That's What a luxury to have at this point, right? It really is fun. It's time for us to get healthy. You know, one game we had to play without uh, Dariana Lewis, and uh, this game we had to play without uh, Georgia Wooley, who was a really force, real good force off the bench the last game. And, and you know, we're getting out, we're getting out lumps, man. We've been injured a little bit, a little bit sick, and so now it's a matter of when we all get together and, and learn how to play with a group that can play on a consistent basis. So, you know, uh, it is time for someone to step up, but it's got to get we got to get healthy first. Here's something I was wondering about, Coach, at practice, right? Because you play how you practice. What are your practices like? What, what? I know you maybe have to change it up a little bit based on what you just said, injuries or sickness sometimes, maybe a layoff the gas pedal based on what's going on. But by and large, when you practice, what do you want to accomplish? What are those practices like? Well, we try to figure out how to have our practices here because the BCS is a little bit different than mid-major. You can you can run kids a lot more in the mid-major. You can you can hold the people a little bit more accountable mm. uh, at that level. But here, you know, you gotta kind of ask permission, you know, a little <laughs> bit. You know, like, hey, do you like running? Do you want to run? How what it feels to you? And that to me is that that's not blue collar to me. That should be uh, uh, a kid saying, you know, coach, we didn't accomplish any goals, and please make us accountable. And we're not there yet. And, you know, and practices have been more uh, kind of um, not not where the standards, in my opinion, of where we can really, you know, get, get deep into a postseason. And I, I'm thinking, like, you know, I, I walked in the gym today, and we had a day off, and we had about six or seven kids in, in the gym getting shots up and getting, getting their cardio together. It's turning. It's turning. They're turning the corner, and they're asking for, for more. And I'm thinking, like, it's a cool thing. You know, sometimes losing a game isn't a loss. Sometimes that could be a breakthrough of something special. Now, we, we've talked about the Spades Trophy and some of those little things you're looking for. Uh, it's, it's early in the season, but in a sense so far, who are some players that are, are I'll put it this way, that are practice all-stars? That, man, they when that practice court is going – they're going, and, and you almost want to hand them a trophy just based on how they practice. Who are some of those players that really rev it up there? Well, we, we really get after it consistently. All, if nobody's overstepping any boundaries of, like, oh, they're the one that making it make it sense. It's just they're all. There's days when Tisha Hyman is at another level of practice, and there's days when Nia, Nia Wilson is like, wow, this kid is pretty, like, that's pretty special here. You know, and, and there's always somebody every day that's doing some fun things. And it's going to have to be a team that says every day, 
blue collar, blood spot, fit it down, hard hat, put it over to the side, and let's get after it as a team. And the, the team hasn't done that yet, so I really I give credit what credit is due. And, and right now, there's no one that's sticking out on a consistent basis enough. Coach, what's it? I know you're just on the road, but uh, what's it been like at the Dome this year so far? I know you want those fans to come back and be into it and be passionate about it, but for the fans that are coming and the fans that you're interacting with so far, what what are the things that stand out to you there about the support you're getting? And and certainly, I know you're looking for for more people to be there consistently. But for those that are coming, you know, tell me about those fans that you're interacting with right now and what you think. I love them. I, I think they're fantastic. I think it's like fifteen hundred fans coming. But I tell you what, it feels like three or four thousand. They're passionate. They're 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 resilient. They they they're on the officials the right kind of way. They're not they're not saying silly things. They're, they're educated fans, you know. And you know, I really want to touch every single one of them and thank them and say we appreciate you on the grassroots of something really special. I promise you, we're gonna really make you make it make sense for your time spent with us. But those fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred fans that's showing up, they're showing out, and I'm. Excited in the static of, 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 of the fans that we're getting. Coach, Thanksgiving coming up this week. We know you guys are going to be hard at work, but uh, what, uh, what's Thanksgiving like for some uh, athletes that are away from home and going at it and getting ready for a game the next day? you got to have a team meal, or what, what are the plans coming up for Turkey Day on Thursday? Yeah, our, our goal was uh, going to some operations, get some food, and bring it to our house. My husband, he should make it, and he does it you know, once every three or four months, he likes to spoil these kids and do some curry chicken and red beans and rice and cabbage and throw so that on, on, on the uh, oven in the stove for them. And we're going to come over to the house and be thankful for what God has given us, an opportunity to breathe in this air. He didn't have to choose us, but yet he did. And we're going to talk about in a circle about what we're thankful for. And we're going to have some nice food at my house and um, with our uh, extended family and uh, our team and uh, get ready for a game on Friday. Now that sounds like a great menu, but uh, yeah. typically on Thanksgiving, Coach, uh, I'll put it this way: if there's you can only have one thing on Thanksgiving. What's what's the favorite? What's the go-to for you? Well, my mom used to make the best dressing I've ever had. You yeah. know, so, so you know, some people do um, stuffing, and I'm about whatever my mom put in her dressing is the most special thing in the world. So I gotta have some special dressing, some collard greens, and sweet potato pie. Everything go. else is all 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 extra. Fantastic. <laughs> How about you? How about you? Same. I'm a, I'm a stuffing guy all the way. My mom and my, my mom has actually, it's like three people in the world know this recipe, and now I'm one of them. I, I got past the recipe. Yeah, and that stuffing, like, that's, I could eat just that and I would be happy. I mean, everything else is great, yeah. but give me that stuffing and I, I am I am happy as a clam. You know what? It's connection to our mom, too, right? That's it. You know, that's it. It might be the same as somebody else's, but we know my mom put their, their heart into it. And that's what it is. It's like, you know, food is all great when it's made with love. And uh, you and I both have been loved. You can tell that. One hundred percent, Coach. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you and everybody in the team, and uh, always appreciate the time. We'll do it again next week, but hope you enjoy the rest of the week and get back at it on Friday at the Dome. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Coach. Thank you for your time, as always. That's uh, Felicia Legat, Jack, folks, head coach, Syracuse basketball. Brought to you by Wegmans and Bill Rapp Superstore. Something about that stuffing. She called it dressing. I like either refer to it as the dressing or the stuffing. I'm a stuffing guy. That's all I need. Don't get me wrong. Some of those other things on the table, I'm not going to pass along to other people. But if I can only have one thing, give me that stuffing, I'm a happy guy. I'm a happy guy. Sweet potato pie.
I always hear about sweet potato pie this time of the year, and I'm always like, that sounds good, and then I never get around to making it. I, I need to do that. I, there will not be lack of pie, trust me, but I got to get around to making that. Thank you, Felicia. Always great to catch up with the coach. We need to break. We will return after this. Stay right there.